church boys. Well, now I I think that all of our um, technical difficulties have been taken care of. Are we good over there on on your end, Lucas? At least for the time being. Okay, Billy, your technical difficulties are. I mean, taken, I don't taken know. Care of. I feel like it's always the same. Do, do you realize this show has had technical technical difficulties for? Sorry, I pulled a Joe Biden there. Technical difficulties for six years. Every episode. It's, my technical difficulty. Uh, I've had technical difficulties for a lot longer. Than Why can no, none of us can say none of us can say technical difficulties? Why are we no. struggling? We need notes. We need a binder Techn- of notes. Technical. Technical. <laughs> Um, I mean, uh, so yeah, my, can't. my technical difficulties don't happen to be in the eye in the house right now. I think they're all outside. <laughs> uh, you should leave your children and your wife alone. They're wonderful people. Are they out playing? What are they doing? Are they you out know, having my fun? My wife had to go pick up one of them at basketball, basketball practice, but I don't, can't tell if they're back yet or not. It doesn't matter. Anyway. So, uh, <laughs> binders. How did, how did well, first mm-hmm. of all, what? What kind of great reaction did we get from uh, uh, Scanlet about uh, she loved our it. little? <laughs> she, loved she loves the attention, the Kate Scanlet, and here we are again EWTN giving it to her. News in depth. <laughs> she sent me so so uh, last Friday, Friday afternoon. She yeah. sent me the clip to her her latest um, feature that she did. Her, oh, her she's trying to get more airtime. Well, yeah, apparently. So because she's. Because that's how she is. She has, she I'm insists on getting time. I'm surprised she's not selling a book too. Well, so she, so she sends me this clip, and so she said, "Here's my latest." And so I'm thinking, "Oh, great! I've got more that I can." And then, and it's like this: these people who are, um, they're Catholics, of course, and anti-death penalty, and they're big advocates against the death penalty, and they're leading this movement against the death penalty to try to get it ended. And the hook is that their their daughter was killed, raped, and murdered. And uh, yet they're still advocating the abolition of the death penalty. And I'm like, so how can I possibly take this thing and mock it? Because then I'll look like even bigger monster than I already am. So she got a little kick out of that. So I didn't pull anything for that. But yeah, apparently she's wanting more airtime. So whatever. (laughs) Oh, man. man. Well, you know, I guess... There's a lot to talk about. I mean, Joe Biden broke his silence. Do we he want did. to start there? He, yeah, he broke his silence finally. 64th, 64th day, I thought you I think. were going to say he broke wind. There's also sure. that. That, that may have happened. I don't know. I, I wasn't can almost paying enough attention. I can almost guarantee. <laughs> no, he uh, he actually, what is his 64th day in office, and he had his first press conference today. So that was that was fun. It was actually terrible. He was only on there for an hour, like an hour and two minutes. and took, what, 10 questions maybe? Something like that. It was Ridiculous. I didn't watch. I've rambled. only watched very entertaining clips. Was it hard to watch? Did he do well? I don't even know. He Overall. didn't fall down. I mean, oh gosh, because you know how he's, you know how but you know how they you know how that administration is. Their administ- the administration is we're going to set the bar and we're going to take the bar that we have to clear and we're going to set it on the floor, so that all we have to do is step over it. And when we do, everybody's going to celebrate us for clearing the bar. Right? The bar was so low for this press conference. All he had to do was not fall down didn't fall down but he rambled and said almost nothing i mean literally nothing and he, he there was a point where he was lost and then he went he talked about the filibuster and then yeah he like uh hold on like went back to his yeah. notes it it's, was a little it was I mean, really listen, i get like that every day it and was, i get it I and he's asked about he's asked about can we are you gonna let the press in to see uh to see the the immigrant children who are 
jammed into these, you know, 4,000 of them that, jammed into one place. That whole thing is a mess. It is. And he and he said, well, yeah, well, eventually, once we get our plan going, then we'll let the media come in and see this thing. Well, when will that well, be? And he's his blaming quote was, Trump for I don't it. know. He's what saying kind of- that Trump dismantled all the systems and they have to put the systems no, back the together. The reason that they have the problems is because he dismantled what the previous president had put in. How big of a plan <laughs> do you need to open a door? Like, just unlock the front or, door and let or, somebody come in. Or close the door. Right, that would be well, the can I, can yeah, I make a point about, about different something? doors there. Yes. But why is it everybody said the wall was this race? I mean, the people racist, horrible thing. A wall is not your solution to everything, but actually having a barrier up right. is not. And then you work on the plan, you work on how you're going to let people in, you work on helping refugees. Right. But, but a wall is actually. After all this, I've been like, well, maybe it's not the worst idea in some in some no, parts of the border the, to have a because wall. Because is is an ocean a bad thing? Because we have two of those. <laughs> well, I don't. It depends. We're not there yet. I guess morally, <laughs> we haven't yet decreed oceans. Just but be I mean, ready for. But we you have know, oceans. We have oceans serving as giant walls. Yes. On two yeah, coasts. Yeah. It's going to be just like kind of the the vaccine stuff and the COVID plan. At yeah, some point, ridiculous. Biden's team's going to go. We have an idea to solve the challenge at the border. Right. Let's put a barrier up. In they won't order call it a wall. Help. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. They won't call it a wall. A, but... a large fence. A moat with alligators. It. That's what they'll do. They'll pull the, <laughs> the Obama thing. A the moat. Obama thing. Yeah. I mean, I just. Can, do you have any clips from him, Chris? I just need I to only, hear his voice. I only have one clip from him, and it was they were asking him if he was going to run for re-election, right? Because they're like. You have you haven't declared that you're running. He goes, well, I'm planning on it. And he has. They said, but you haven't even set up a re-election committee. Like you don't even have a, a team together. You don't have an official re-election committee set up yet. And he says, well, I probably. They said by the time, you know, at this time, four years ago, your predecessor had a had a re-election committee formed and everything. And this was his response. My predecessor. Oh God, I miss him. <laughs> <laughs> My predecessor. Oh God, I miss. I'm it. sure Lucas is feeling the same way, President, Mr. President. Um, I I will say. That's what I say about you guys throughout the that's week. Right. I, oh my I co-host. Oh, I miss him. I miss him. Are you guys? Do you feel like? All right. I don't want to get into. I I can't with any more Trump stuff. But the reality is, it is shocking, and it shouldn't be shocking how quickly we've gone from. Unity, rah, 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 kumbaya, let's hold hands and twerk around a fire to I'm going to do whatever I want and you're all going to bat. You are all yeah. going to just watch my team get what we right. want. Just watch everything burn. No, yeah, it's it's been pretty crazy. And it's, you know what I have loved? <laughs> Sorry, Lucas. I have loved the silence from Donald Trump. I have loved that there's I been nothing it. to hear. Yeah, I know you recommend it. I'm, but yes. it's like I have not only appreciated it because of i think it's the politically wise thing to do but i've actually appreciated it because god i needed a break i mean it's like i uh, think it's the wise thing to do i obviously I'm guys he was muzzled lucas let's not pretend that he's being graceful sure. and oh, well, stepping yeah, out yeah, into fair, the sunset it wasn't enough. his choice he's, he's been muzzled <laughs> hey um, do we have we have a guest today are they do. in the queue they're not they're not here because they're smart um they they're not here you may, wanna, you may want to text our special guest our special um, guest they Okay, they. I just they're, they're as close. you're okay as you're dealing with the special guests, I would like to just say that they're normalizing Trump. Their their entire yes. quest to remove Trump. For, it's actually fascinating. Twitter and Facebook could actually be responsible for potentially, and I don't know what's going to happen, re-electing Donald Trump because right. Right. all of this silence. And Chris and I have talked a lot about this offline from him. 
normalizes him. We no longer hear him calling people horse faces. We no longer yep. see temper tantrums about Nancy Pelosi. It is now silence and then very bad policy coming from the other side. Right. It's making people like the Lincoln Project say this. My predecessor. Oh, God, I miss him. I mean, it's really been amazing. Did you see the Bernie quote about um, social media? Yeah, that it was a mistake for Twitter to ban him. Yeah. 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 I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> and did you, you know, see that I... Jack Dorsey came out today and said it was a mistake to ban the New York Post story about Hunter Biden and the computer? Interesting. He said that was a mistake as well. He doesn't know. He doesn't know who did it. Um, How about oh, his beard, his unfortunate beard? Has he, he talked about that at all? Only, no, but there were critters crawling out of it during his hearing. So, <laughs> Chris, you will only be able to appreciate this because Billy probably has not seen it. But Iron Man 3. Right. The, yes. The, he is he that does, guy. He does, absolutely. I mean, uh, I posted that a while back. I was yes. just like, this. he looks so familiar. <laughs> I'm um, not a toddler, so no, I've missed that one. But I will tell you that <laughs> I, I uh, actually, no, I have seen Iron Man 3. I actually have, but I have no recollection of anything you I've probably seen have, because I'm, probably I am not Joe watching Biden. Uh, um, <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier, though. Oh, no, I don't watch movie. any TV. Did I don't. Watch, I'm oh. going to be honest, Chris. You know this. I have now. I have never, at least, I shouldn't say never. Every once in a while, I would turn on Fox News. I have to ask my wife how to get to it. I don't know how to operate my TV, <laughs> except for to go to Netflix. I don't know how to turn cable on because I never turn it on. Yeah. And that is a legitimately honest and I don't I, there has never been a time in my history of in eight years of living in this house where I have sat down by myself to watch something ever. So you what you need to do wow. what you need to do, Billy, is program your nests in your house to be okay. able to run your television. I place. don't understand then because I read a lot of books and I watch a fair amount of television. And if you're not reading books or watching television, I don't know what you do. He's on his Peloton. I work. He's on his Peloton. I work. Uh -huh. I work. So I, w I watch things for work that I need to watch. I honestly probably work 15 to 17 hours a day. At he least. Walks, at least he walks around. Don't, I feel don't like I do fooled. too. And I still read. Yeah. I still don't watch television. This, this man well, wanders, wanders around his neighborhood lecturing the people who live there. <laughs> That's what he does. Scolding well, them. I can't remember the last book I was able to finish. So I admire that you're able to do that. And I, I mean, I'm not saying I won't. If my wife has something on, I might I might watch something she's watching, but I don't turn it on myself. I don't initiate it. I'm, I'm reading a doozy right now. I won't even talk about it, but I'm doing some counter some counter intel on some very interesting. You can't even, can you even tell us the can you tell us the name of the book? I it is by a guy named James Cone. James Cone. I yeah. don't. I don't. That doesn't help me out. I know. But I don't know. It if sounds. You, if you know, you know. So, I'll talk. I'll talk about it here on a future episode. All right, we will. So, is our guest getting ready? Because we should probably start the show, and then we can have him he, on after. I believe he is logged in. All right. Well, let's start. Let's start the show. You, uh, he really... is not here. Um, so you are a liar. <laughs> and go ahead. All right. I will. Let's go start ahead. the show, start and then the hopefully show. our guest will be here by the time that is over. Here we go. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Hello! From the sublime to the ridiculous, but mostly ridiculous. Billy Hollowell. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? It's not what he said, you ignorant wretch. Chris Field. Bad guy in little gold. Let me tell you why I suck. Lucas Miles. I want you to forget what you saw here today. Aw, I've interrupted happy time. The Church Boys. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I hate these guys.
All right. I so love that Lucas just starts talking during the intro. <laughs> I turned him down. People would be able to hear me. I turned him. I turned him down. Are we good? I'm tr I turned him down over here because I saw that he was picking yes, up his phone. So. I'm like, yes, so. well, I'm like, you. this doofus is like. A <laughs> No, I could see it coming from anyway. a mile away. I forgot away, we like... didn't have a producer or a director on <laughs> yes. this program. There's nobody running this show. There the is closest thing we have running to so this show. The closest thing oh. we have to somebody running this show is me, and that scares the living poop right out of me. It should. It well, should scare it all should. of us. It should scare it all should. of us. And that should scare your family. So um, what? I don't... Go ahead, Lucas. Go ahead. Do your thing. Go ahead. We need a... We need a order here of some sort <laughs> so i'm excited because we have a wonderful guest today that i think our audience is going to be uh, excited about and enjoy and we didn't even like we didn't get to tease this last week because it was kind of a last minute like hey what are you up to right now and it just happened to work out uh with his schedule so i am excited to welcome mr stephen baldwin himself Mr. Stephen Baldwin, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that ginger ale, you're going to need that. That's a good brand. I like that brand right there. I've had that. So how did Lucas convince you to do this tonight? <clears throat> Lucas? <laughs> well, uh, hi, honey. I'm in the middle of that interview I was telling you about. <laughs> Bring her on. Bring her Technical on. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. <laughs> Are you, um, wait a second, are you in the John right now? <laughs> oh, no, okay, you're not. A... <laughs> this, no. this is already starting out out of no. control. Um... But, but thanks for asking, because you never know. <laughs> that is true. That is true, you do never know. So how, how did Lucas convince you to do this tonight? What did he promise you? Well, you know, come on, Billy. Quit, quit you know, waning ignorance you, you know how lucas is you know he's all cute and sweet and, you know one minute i don't know that person and then, and then he's and then he's like oh hey what are you what are you doing tonight uh because we're doing this thing it's it's real you don't have to do it you know that whole thing mm -hmm. yeah. that's about how the conversation yeah, went. that's pretty good right? so he called you and tricked you into doing this basically pretty much yeah, yeah. that sounds about right yeah here we are. Here we are. So, what do you? So you've got you've got a new movie. Let's talk about your movie. I want to start there, and then I want to talk about a million other things wherever the conversation goes. But Church People, tell us about this. Okay, Church People is uh, an independent, uh, faith-based comedy. Uh, if you can really say all that in one sentence. <laughs> uh, but Thor Ramsey, uh, an incredible uh, comedian and great writer, uh, and a pastor. Uh, had developed this project for some time, and then I saw on Twitter a little teaser trailer they had put together and got in touch with those guys. And um, <clears throat> it really just kind of snowballed from there, Billy, but that was quite some time ago, and the movie's just coming out now. So you you mentioned this is a comedy. There aren't a lot of comedies, like faith-based comedies or comedies that address issues of faith. Yep. And I, I want to know why you think that is, but but what can people expect from this? Because it's a weird but fun mix. No, th th this is like um, the, the 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 kind of satire this is is similar to like if you did The Office in a megachurch. You know what I mean? It's it's really that <laughs> smarmy. It's really that silly, quite frankly. So 
Uh, the story of church people is basically a senior pastor who's kind of a, a stunt pastor. You know, he kind of always looking for the next big event to draw the crowd, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and he, he comes up with probably the craziest idea ever. Uh, and that is to do like a real live crucifixion on Easter in his mega church. Uh, so, so clearly, <laughs> if we're starting there, uh, we're, 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 we're joking. Because uh, we really love Jesus, really. So, um, Chris actually suggested this at his church. <laughs> so, this was something yeah. that you see, wanted I could, to do. I can I can actually now? picture something like this being proposed in one of these mega church church board. Oh, a hundred percent! Can't you? I mean, I can imagine. Totally see it happening. I had an opportunity. I watched the film. I got a cut of it, and I think it's the best Christian comedy of all time. And I'm not just saying that because you're here. Thanks, buddy. And. Now that's that's an endorsement. But I, I really will, do. But but we should we should note you d- didn't say that until he was here, so we should also <laughs> add that. Well, and, and to add to that, you know, <clears throat> the film was, you know, by myself and by the producers and and by Thor. It was a collaboration, and we we brought in some pretty cool people. You know, there's some cameos in the film that are amazing. Uh, Joey Fatone uh, is in the film. Uh, Donald Faison from Scrubs, you know, known from the series Scrubs, who's a brilliant actor and comedian. Uh, and, and the list goes on and on. My brother Billy's in it with his wife, China Phillips, and she was in Wilson Phillips. And, you know, they sold a couple records. And by design, we didn't want the movie to kind of be this thing that, that Christians would expect. We wanted it kind of beginning to end, even in the casting process. We wanted it to be something that maybe they weren't expecting. Uh Again, the story goes on and on, and it becomes about how uh, uh, Thor Ramsey's character uh, pulls the youth group together uh, and the senior pastor's daughter to try to stop the senior pastor from doing something just completely ridiculous. So, go ahead, Lucas. I was going to ask, so, you know, this, Christian comedies don't happen very often. So there's, you know, that's not a lot of Christian movies are kind of that over-dramatized, you know, sort of super spiritual. We've seen a lot of those. And so with Christian comedies, I think that, you know, like the Christian audience, they almost, I feel like when they see comedy, they almost go to something like the movie Saved, you know, that Mandy Moore was in years ago that felt like it was making fun of Christianity. It's like Mm -hmm. they almost don't know how to like actually approach a true faith movie that happens to be a comedy and this, I think, you know, can you talk about that at all about kind of, because I feel like the message in this sneaks up on the audience a little bit, that there is right. a message through the comedy. Yeah, it's, 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 it's an excellent point, actually. And um, for me, <clears throat> uh, I, I've been in some very secular comedies in my career. Uh, one of them was called Threesome. Let's just leave that right there, shall we? <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> exactly. Um, any, anyway, uh, f- for me, the idea of, of this movie was like you were saying, Lucas, uh, I wanted to produce a film, uh, in collaboration with Thor and our director, uh, Christopher, uh, to, just to be sure that the story we were trying to portray wasn't so smarmy that you crossed that line in my perception um while simultaneously thor and and the creative team kind of realized we weren't scared to roll those dice a little bit because 
if you don't get church people, then it's just not a film for you. You know what I mean? But what's awesome about church people is in the story, the most ridiculous statement that is said repeatedly because of the ridiculousness of the scenario is, isn't the gospel enough is the question that goes on throughout the film. Uh, that's the question Thor Ramsey's character, you know, the, the, the junior pastor keeps bringing to the senior pastor. You don't have to do a real crucifixion on Easter. Why don't we just go back to like just preaching the gospel? Isn't the gospel enough? Um, and I can tell you, in my opinion, right now in this world, uh, that message is probably needed now more than ever. Uh, yeah, I great believe point. that there's probably no better way or no better opportunity or tool to utilize that conversation uh, than a, than comedy, than laughter. You know, yeah. uh, I, I th think that, you know, again, without crossing any lines or without being too uh, uh, insulting or sarcastic, uh, I think church people really hits, does the job, so to speak. It hits the mark. Uh, it's funny. Uh, it's very family friendly. And in the end, it does, like you were saying, Lucas, it brings home very, very powerfully. There's, you know, that we'll, only because I'm not going to give it all away, but, but because of the actor who plays our senior pastor, I'm not going to say anything. Um, Michael Monks, um, <laughs> who's, who's could be the best thing in the movie, uh, but the movie's pretty darn good. So, um, and I think all the performance of Joey Fatone, the, the comments we're getting back now that the film's been in release through uh, Fathom Events. Uh, personally, I've heard, mo you know, so many people say like Joey Fatone's like, like I've never seen Joey Fatone so amazing in a movie. So that's pretty cool. Good. That's awesome. Well, it's a little weird to me that people, you know, and we say this as Christians, and I'll probably get us all in trouble, but Christians can be a little weird, right? Like Christians love nothing more than going to like a family date night comedy night event it's like every town has come to our church on friday night at eight we're gonna have leland class or someone great i mean i love all of them all these great christian comedians come in but then when it comes to a, like a christian comedy movie it's like it doesn't happen i find that weird because again christians love comedy in every other stand-up sense of the word and then you end up kind of like having this kind well we don't really do movies like this right so like why why is that do you hope this movie changes that that dynamic Well, I think, Billy, we're seeing right now in the expansion of content creation in Christian cinema, uh, I think we're seeing a lot of change happening right now. There are many, many young Christian content creators across the board, you know, features, television, influencers, this, that. I mean, what's happening in Christian hip hop on its own is incredible. Uh, and that's all the web. That's all social media. Um, that's independent distribution because those folks no longer need the labels. They don't. Right. Um, so as that continues, you know, uh, the, the content will continue and the quality of that content can, will continue. Uh, you know, y y you could shoot a full length feature film now on your iPhone 10, 11 or 12. A full like that could play in real digital theaters. Right. You could shoot it on your phone. So th that kind of groundswell of that activity is coming. Uh, funny you should say that, too, because uh, 
the guy, oh, where is he on my screen? Which way is Lucas here? I don't know which way he is with these cameras. You can't miss but, his uh, hair. <laughs> but we're, we're, Billy, we're developing some stuff right now you're going to be hearing about. We're, we're, we're very loosely, super, no, no deals are done, but there, there's some ideas I've been developing for 10 years. You know, I mean, why isn't there a Christian or a conservative daily show with Jon Stewart? Remember the Jon Stewart show? Yeah. Uh, I forget the kid's name. That, uh, nah, Trevor Noah. Yeah. yeah. Noah, yeah. Noah, yeah, yeah. He's and, terrible. Um, I don't watch him because he's, he's a little too spicy for me. Um, <laughs> he's, he's a crazy. Um, but that's okay. Jesus died for him too. That's right. That's the right line. Um, but, but for real, like, why isn't there, you know, that thing? Like mm -hmm. you're saying, right. um, I think it's coming. Uh, you know, I think th there will always be, you know, the, 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 the normal quality faith-based stuff that is documentary historian, this, that, you know, Mark Burnett's going to continue to, you know, do his thing. God bless him. Uh, but I'd rather do a Christian daily show. And talk like this, like we're talking right. and laughing yeah. and having fun and willing to take a little bit of a risk because we're sinners. We're not perfect. Right. Not an excuse. Can't use it as an excuse. But you see my point. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, think kind of, I think there's really kind of a cool up and coming, you know, but again, I, you know, I, I roll with like some different people. You know, I, I hang out when I go to California, I go down to sanctuary church with Christian Asoy and Jay Hayslip and all the skaters and the surfers and, you know, and, and people like that. Um, Steven, when you look back, like, I mean, you, you got in, you know, you were a front runner in a lot of faith movies when kind of faith movies really started picking up momentum. You know, you did some early stuff, you know, after you, you know, got saved and everything else. Was were there any early Christian comedies that like nobody heard of, but there was an attempt to do it? You know, um, are there any that come to mind kind of from the past that that you felt like, you know, tried to kind of go down this space? Not made within the Christian faith based domestic, you know, filmmaking community, really. No. Yeah. Interesting. And, and, and then, of come on, guys, let's let's be real. Mo most of our of the common people now understand that like there's levels to this stuff so there, there's always uh, to answer your question yes there probably was the a couple hey, hey hey steve you know can we call your agent because we have this christian comedy and we'd like you to consider it okay what's the budget twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> now for some people that's like that's a blessing to any church but to steve baldwin that's a joke yeah 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 sorry yeah. yeah, you're not going to be able to do it. Yeah, you right. can't you can't cater a film with 30 crew members for $25,000. Certainly you know, not, not one with Chris. <laughs> no, not on a I was going to say with you, Billy, but that's, yeah, either one. I knew, the fat joke was coming to me, so I was going <laughs> to move it to another person. That. I knew I knew else. the fat joke was on the way, so whatever. <laughs> I deflected that one. Um, I, listen, we're having a very serious conversation, but I need to ask this because Stephen, every time we talk, we always have very great. We had we actually just had a very good conversation like two weeks ago. Um, but I I want to ask you a, sort of a fun question, and I'm almost afraid of the answer. But 
whatever. I'm just going to ask you, what is like the the wildest, weirdest fan story? Like the thing that somebody did approached you with, and maybe you don't even have one. I don't know where you were just oh, I'm like, sure he's got a couple. This is this is actually <laughs> so bizarre. Yes, yeah, I, I want to want the truth. But I can't tell you the truth. Um, so tell tell one that won't get us canceled. Go three steps less than that. <laughs> I think probably, and this is a simple one. I'll tell it quick. But it's it's weird because it, when you've put your character, your your person, your physiology out digitally, so <laughs> I made a hundred and fifteen films in thirty five years. So. You know, that means there, you know, there's there's actual websites that'll show Stephen Baldwin's films weekly and it'll show you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like when they're playing, what times, what it was that, you know, it's, it's wild, you know, when when there's enough content out there. Um, but it's creepy to be like online at a supermarket and you have your mask on and, you know, I got, you know, I'm chilling and you know, I'm kind of doing this and, you know, pay for my food and <clears throat> I'll say, thanks so much. Have a nice day. They'll go. I knew it was you. From the sound of my voice, they can't, once I spoke, they'll go, I knew it was you. I could just tell. I've heard that voice. So that makes you like creep. Like, yeah. Because what if I was on the phone, you know, like, (laughs) or like telling Lucas off or something. And then people knew, you know, they were like, oh my gosh, she's yelling at that annoying guy. Yeah. I I can remember, Stephen, you and I, so we've, we've traveled together a few times. I, we were in Ukraine. And we were walking the streets of Kiev professionally. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And so we are professionally walking the streets of Kiev. Um, That doesn't even sound any anyway. Professional street walking, and we're headed to meet some people. (laughs) Yeah, the Kiev or Kiev. Yeah, it depends on which direction you're coming from. I think I gave the Russian pronunciation there, so they don't like that as much. Kiev. So we are headed to um, uh, Tarantino's restaurant, meeting some people there. Steven and I are walking, and all of a sudden, people on the street, you know, guy walking by. And this is a dark street at night, you know, in Ukraine, in like the old city, you know, Kiev. And some people are walking by, and they stop and go, oh, you know, and they, they knew it was Steven. I at first thought they thought I was Joe Jonas and that they were just, you know, looking at me. But <laughs> can you imagine? Uh, <laughs> can you imagine even th- is this when you got scratched by the rabid cat? <laughs> or is this a different time? Do you different, know about that story, Stephen? Different. He was attacked by a rabid cat. Oh, anyway. Who was? Anyway, I got Lucas. scratched by a cat yeah. in Africa and ended up with rabies <laughs> vaccine. <laughs> Sorry, it's one of my all time favorite stories. See, when you're with me, Lucas, you're blessed. Nothing like that happens. I agree. I agree. I yes. kept you nice and safe. You did. There. I was quite safe. I was very comfortable <laughs> yeah. professionally. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, here, I mean, on the other side of the planet, <laughs> you have that experience. <laughs> I, I, listen, I have that quite often. Since I have stopped working in Hollywood, since I got saved. Um, I think it's, and again, I'm not just saying this to be dramatic. You, you guys know me well enough by now. Um, I've been so much more burned in business by Christians than anybody that burned me in Hollywood in 20 years. Why is that? Dig into that. Why? Because we should be, we should be living above behaving above 
more than anybody else, and yet you're saying something that I know is true, and I know that I've heard others say this as well. It's crazy. Uh, and again, again, I'm not just saying it to be like, you know, blah blah blah, say something like sketchy because Christians this that. I'm just telling you straight up. I had some freaky things happen to me, you know, and I mean like people inviting you to become part of something, and you know, blah blah blah, and it's to raise money for a vision, and to, I mean. I had people holding my hands, praying with me in the name of Jesus. I found out the whole thing was a con. Six months long, it was a con. People work in a system and they brought in other people and they sent them into a church. I'm like going, what? Crazy. Yeah. Now they weren't Christians, but that's just one example. Yeah. You probably have two, two halves of that. You have people that are in the name of Jesus trying right. to use the vehicle of the church to con people right. to raise money to do that and that yeah. happens you know all over the place and all those scams that come with it right yes 100 percent. and then you have the other side of i think a lot of people i'll be curious what you think about this Stephen. is that i think that you know especially within we'll call it this this christian entertainment industry right. first of all you have there's less platforms there's less deals you know um, you know, you think about the number of Christian stations versus the number of secular stations. And so everybody's kind of fighting for one bird feeder, you know, is what it feels like. And they're all pecking around at this thing. And I think there's a real spirit of lack that sometimes develops and rather than teamwork or synergy. And, and I think that, you know, it has a tendency, lack always produces conflict, frustration, you know, all these sort of things. And man, I've seen that so many, I've seen that just even outside the Christian entertainment industry, just in church. You know, pastors in the same city not even being able to have a conversation with each other, you know, because they they're feeling like they're in competition. It's it's really, it's. I mean, I'm glad that that's not the only expression of the body of Christ, but it is disheartening when you see that you know manifest. And more specifically, guys, like an example of that is from the time I got saved till now. I mean, I I've spoken in many places. I've toured. I've gone to mega churches. I've done appearances. I've done book signings. You know, like one would in any normal, you know, career. Um, the, the point I was simply making there was, for example, if I'm in the film industry and I go to a mega church and I meet some people that run that church and then I meet some of their high net worth donors who turn around and go, "Hey, well, you know, the Lord spoke to me and I'm supposed to give you X amount of money to to make another Christian film and da." And you go, oh, praise Jesus. And all of a sudden you do all that. You're making the movie. And that person turns around and goes, hey, man, I don't agree with what you're doing there. And I don't agree. (laughs) People just get Hollywood and the film industry. You know, uh, it's an idol. Clearly, we know that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that probably one of the creepiest idols in Christianity is that thing. You know what I mean? Just people who feel this calling that maybe not, you know, isn't necessarily accurate. Yeah, that's interesting, too, and how, you know, that the goal of Christian cinema or of Christian music or of anything should be to glorify Jesus. Right. That that's your goal. And it doesn't mean you don't you don't have a good time at while you're doing it, that you don't you don't exercise creative juices and all that. But but when that becomes the goal for the fame or for the attention or whatever it is that comes with that. Like anything else, Christian music, Christian movies, those are the areas where you're going to have those pitfalls hit people. And if you don't go into it ready for that, I would imagine that you could end up you know, struggling with that. Well, you know, for me, it, it's a, it's an element of confusion. You know what I mean? It, 
you know, if your heart is right and, you know, your, 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 you know, your goal and your passion is to really want to serve Christ, uh, then yeah, that can, that can, you know, spin you around a little bit. Um, but while at the same time, uh, if you have the appropriate discernment, uh, there are moments where that, uh, for me has even played, uh, to be ironic. You know what I mean? So there were moments when I felt that, and then I went to the Lord in prayer, like, Hey, no, I'm not doing this one. Sorry. These guys look creepy. And the Lord's like, you're doing it. I'm like, look at this show tonight. <laughs> Thanks, Billy. <laughs> Never thought I'd hear the Holy Ghost coming through Billy, but no. amen. Well, there you go. Look at that. Look at that. No one more surprised than us. <laughs> yes, it's true. But you get my point. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, the very, very true. Hey, guys. Yes. I got to go eat dinner. <laughs> tell, All right. Tell, well, tell your wife, thank you for. Uh, like letting us borrow you. I know that that absolutely you're trying to escape as quickly as you can, but we appreciate your time. It was fun. It was. Will you come back again? Hi, Kenya. I'd love to <laughs> make baked chicken, dude. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. So I, I have... love your schedule. I just need to address. I love your schedule in life because you have a, a different schedule in life. Like, you know, you have like a different like sometimes you'll sleep in a little bit you go to bed late a little bit like i kind of want to aspire to have this like you're doing dinner at 9 30 and i'm here for it it's like he's back in la praise god yeah yeah you're on la billy time the, I'm, I'm here for it. billy in the last six months if you check some of my instagrams i got some very interesting comments when i recorded myself praying in the spirit at like four in the morning uh but yeah that's m mostly I keep odd hours because I'm an odd Christian. <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to have to come visit you at some point. You're not that far away from me, so we're going to have to hang out whether you like that or not. And, uh, yeah, so thanks for I'll coming make, on tonight. I'll make Billy come out and, uh, and, and visit while I'm out there. Well, we're free to talk about that, brother. Lucas Miles, bring yeah. Billy... Uh, oh. We'll have Billy uh, shoot some footage for us for his all of wait, his wait, endeavors. Wait, wait, wait! Are you because uh, Lucas is coming out June fifth for yes. the opening of the Clover Stables? We're doing yes. something called the Where I Live is the Clover Stables. You know that, Billy? Yeah, I know. Yes. I'm going to be there. So the wait, farm I live on. I, so I rent he, a house. So you're going on a farm where this big place is opening on June fifth. It's going to be fun. Go ahead. Lucas. So, so now you have stables that you're opening. What? what tell me what that's going on with these stables. Oh, sorry. I thought I explained it. Um, I live you did. This is just an idiot. No, I don't. He said he lives on a farm, but then then he said something about Billy coming out and shooting things up. So I thought, well, apparently they need livestock footage, which is why they're bringing Billy out here. I don't understand <laughs> yeah. what's going on here. He's terrible. It's he is terrible. I know he's terrible. Crowd. He's it's a rough crowd. Let him eat dinner. Hey, you know Let what, him bro? go. You ought, you ought to come out too, bro. Well, I, yeah. Well, I, you got to fit him in an airplane first, but. <laughs> Some of the livestock. Over here, son. Oh, we, I'm always rolling around with livestock over here. Tell your awesome. tell your wife thank you for yes, your time, Stephen. We appreciate that, you, man. We do appreciate yes. it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and Billy, seriously, Lucas is coming over June 5th for a really fun thing. If you want to come hang, oh, I'll, I'll be there. Stephen, where can people get the movie? Is it is it still available theatrically or hitting streaming? Anybody can go to uh, churchpeoplefilm.com and get all the information there, churchpeoplefilm.com or Fathom Events. 
awesome. as well. Has all the screening information and where you can watch church people. It's really fun, guys. All right, I hope good. you dig cool. it. Can't wait. Yeah, we'll Thanks. do it. Thanks for coming Thanks, on. Thanks, Stephen. We'll right. see you. Thanks, Stephen. Um, that poor man, what we just put him through and what he put us through in a good way. I don't understand. I really, I didn't have any idea what he was talking about the stables other than he said it's at his, his home and then he's open doing he an opening on a farm. Well, I know that, but like, Much he's, like but you. he's doing, we an don't need to go into but, but, that too but, but, much, but he's doing an opening, he's he doing an opening event. What, <laughs> what is this, but what is this event that he's doing that you're going for Lucas? So, so I am go, we were going to do I'm this totally before flummoxed. COVID and it got, basically pushed so the kind of the greater property um you know there is this uh really beautiful stable um there and so the it's a grand opening for that so we're going out there for the opening hanging out and um uh my team is doing some some shooting some video and stuff out there so Okay. Yeah, okay, he's being super weird because is, there's some because projects I don't he doesn't want to talk about. I don't about. understand. I still don't understand we're, what you and we're he were still talking on about. Live podcast show. He, yeah, he doesn't but he want said to share you can, the details. But he this said you can talk Lucas about does. it. Are he's you not? Like, wait, 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 wait. Guys, is Lucas hiding something that Lucas doesn't want out there? Because yes, because Stephen said that we could talk about it. I don't know what it is. No, he's hot. <laughs> we're going to bring some cameras and we're going to stand around and we might use them. Like, you know, everyone knows you're not flying across the country for no reason. So there's something going on. And you better believe I will be there to find out well, what I, it is. I hope that you are. I didn't want to tell him. I purposely have given Billy a fake address, so if he does try to come visit me, he's going to wind up in the wrong place. Is your wife coming too, too Lucas? To Mine? This? I don't know. If we if we aren't having technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Chris has a permanent COVID cough. Oh, I do. Once I've had he a COVID cough too for hard, years. It's almost like an yeah, it's an emphysema oh, COVID hybrid. So anyway, oh, Lucas has man. a special secret project that he won't tell us about that is going on with Stephen Baldwin, mm -hmm. and we'll leave it at that. I will be there lurking around, even though I've been invited. <laughs> I'm going to pretend I have it. I'm going to lurk around. I'm going to find out what it is. And how long are you staying at, um, at the ranch? I think I'll be out there just a couple days. Can you give us any hint of what this is that you're talking that he's talking about? It's a grand opening of a stable. But I mean, That's like, but I mean, is he like putting on a Christmas show in this stable, or is it like? <laughs> We June. have horses. We're opening kitty rides, and you can come ride ponies. I don't know what he's talking about it's, when he says he's got these stables well, he's opening. I is it a racetrack? I don't know as though it's an open event. So it is a it is an invite event okay, for the grand fine. opening of these stables. Is the Donald going to be there? I don't know. But what are, <laughs> what are the stables? I will neither confirm nor deny any of these okay i don't i don't questions. need logistics about what's going on or what you're filming he says i do. we've got the such and such stables right. I, I have completely lucas is actually turning red what and he's are, sweating he's he very is, uncomfortable what right now are i these, feel like this is what are these we should what are it, these stables i mean is it a, a maybe you can't say is it a racetrack no, it, no, okay. it's like fancy, fancy horse stuff. I think. Yes, I actually okay. want to take the kids. Yeah, I've, I've, so I've actually. Been, so, in, in full disclosure, I've never actually been there yet. I've gone. I've been in New York with Stephen. I've traveled. You know, we've <laughs> sure. gone multiple places professionally. Uh huh. But professional um, streetwalkers. Yeah, but I, I have, uh, I've not been to the stables yet. So this will be first time. Okay, so but well. this is, but this is gonna. It's horse really. It's got. They've got horses and like you can go see. It's not. Yes. It's not a polo ground. It's not. It's not. Yeah. 
Is it I breeding? Think, I mean, are they raising yeah, horses. and selling horses? They're like I'm going to see a man about a horse. That's what's happening here. So, Lucas, can we talk about what we're going to do? Uh, well, we haven't really talked about it enough. Lucas and I may be doing something at a convention, and it's yeah, too bad Chris can can't get off that. of his butt. Chris can't get off his butt to come to the National Religious Broadcasters Chris, Convention. Chris, I'm so. For the record, we're recording Church Boys episodes. Okay, so there. when is it? It is June twenty-first um, to the twenty-fourth. Yeah. June twenty first yeah, to the twenty fourth, and it's in Dallas, which is the home base of the company you work for. Yeah, I think I there's multiple reasons for you to be there. So you see, here's, here's the take deal: me, if escort I use, me then over to the Blaze. No, for if some I use the afterwards. if I use the excuse, well, well, it's in Dallas. Then guess where I'm going to be the whole time while you guys are at NRB? I'm going to be well, in the Dallas office. I don't want to be in the Dallas office. Well, they're sending some people, right? I have to no the event. idea. Yeah. When is it? Are. The 21st to the 23rd? 21st to the 24th. Monday through Thursday. I can't. That's not going to probably happen. But anyway. <sighs> well, he, he, every year we go through this. but it's, So Lucas and I are, are going to apparently be speaking at a panel. So can you imagine the desperate person so who knows? She's actually not. She's wonderful. Who asked you, us to speak on this panel? The question so, is how many people turned it down before they got to us? How long was the, the list? Question. Yes. We so, were the backup yes. backup. What will, you yes. be, what will you be speaking about? <laughs> Ready for this? Oh, no. We are speaking about podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And you yeah, could we do the show from the stage during your presentation. Chris, oh. we can't run a board from like board. a normal. No, all you have to do is hook in here. So let's talk about that. I So I'm also speaking a second time, which is especially horrifying so for anybody who can sick. imagine that, on Thursday morning at the general convention, I guess. I don't I'll really know. I'm sleeping at that time. Oh, you'll be there. You're going to be there filming with your crew in the stables. You'll be there. Um, so anyway, National it'll, it'll Broadcast. It'll be just like filming the livestock. Good thing we're getting some practice. <laughs> It's Get some oh, sorry, that was terrible. Oh, you're awful. I, um, I it's actually time to lose weight. I always try to lose weight before NRBs so that when I show up. Good. What? Mm, That's a lie. I've been eating a lot. That is I've only a seen lie. you on this little screen That's, right you've now. You've got the skinny. So. I've been box. thinking about eating cheese balls all he night. He looks He's skinny like, because his box is cropped. It's not because he. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know we were talking about our boxes being cropped. <laughs> <laughs> this is. I just can't. So, with you people. okay. So you're going, Billy, and you're speaking twice now. So who is this? Apparently, do, do we know the? Do I know this person who has asked you, unfortunately, well, asked you to come speak? No. So it is for. There's actually two events. There's NRB National Religious Broadcasters, right. and there's another event. If we have any podcasters that are listening to us, called uh, the Spark Podcast. Media, I think it's Spark Podcast Convention. I think. Yes, and that's kind of a, a conference within a conference. So about eight hours of the content of NRB is the Spark Conference. Uh -huh. And then so we're sharing a stage with um, a very gifted gal, Cheryl uh, Chumley from Washington. Oh, Times. I know Cheryl, yeah. And so, and yeah. someone else, too, I heard. Oh, but I, I can't. I've I don't know that I can say. I've known, Cher I've known Cheryl for years. Put it in the chat Years and here. years. Well, maybe I'll just say it and then get yelled at after. Uh, I, well, she hasn't confirmed yet, but Abby Johnson potentially, too. Oh, oh who's, who is this Abby the Johnson? The fourth church boy, you mean. That's yes. Right. That yeah. abor the abortion lady. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! Isn't and then the other one, the other I, I don't know. I don't know that the to what the topic is. Well, I do kind of know what the topic is, but I don't know if I. I don't. Really I know feel like I, what happened here I, is they said, "Hey, Lucas, do you want to speak at Spark and do a session?" And I'm like, Spark. "Yeah." And then somebody must have told them, 
that's a terrible idea. So they're like, we better put somebody up there with him. Let's, Let's make it Billy. worse. And then somebody's like, Billy, you just put Billy and Lucas on the stage together. We need a, we need an actual professional I can, human. I can imagine Let's it. put Cheryl. I can and then that. somebody's like, well, Cheryl's going to get eaten alive by these two. We need to add an Abby to keep them under control. I mean, oh, I, Abby, I'm because Abby's going to keep control. That's oh, I, I will do whatever Abby tells me to do. <laughs> It is an interesting list of people this year, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, Lila Rose, Matt <laughs> this, Brown. There's a lot a of people. New Mike thing? Pompeo okay. was announced to be speaking. Yeah, they just there. announced Pompeo. So I would. Mm-hmm. I, here's here's here would be my number one problem going. Uh, I mean, if I could get off work and go, I mean, the the biggest thing that would be if I were there, the thing that would get me in trouble is that I would spend most of my time making fun of the place I was. So we would I. I you would have you know to have what? you would have to set up my chair so that I had my back to the audience and the people walking, and the people because I I don't function I don't, well no, in society. Be, I don't think you would because here's really? why: it is the Super Bowl of all Christian events, and that's I'm borrowing from you, Lucas. Yes, and it term. is the most eclectic group of people okay. in the. And now, now there are elements of it that are old school okay. evangelical, right? But there are also elements of it. That are not, and I, say, I, I would think love. This year I would love to be to very go. different. Okay, I would love to go. I, if it's going to be a bunch of suits and ties and old preachers, I'm going to be going. Oh no, no, it's changed. No, That's right. changed. It's changed. Actually, I have but, a great yeah. story. The last time, last year, I talked about somebody thinking I was Joe Jonas before, but <laughs> I got mistaken as John Chris, and oh dear, I had and you're not I funny. Had pe- no, and I didn't have a mask. I mean, this is before COVID. I didn't have a mask on, and I'm not funny at all. Right? Was this after his controversy or before? <laughs> I don't. I think it was before. <laughs> I think it was before. Oh, I hope so. But I had these two girls come up to me, and they go, we uh, the love your stuff. And I'm like, okay, great. You know, <laughs> and it, like- it took me a minute to figure out what was happening. And, you know, I was there. I had my publicist with me. You know, I had Matt, like, with the camera crew, you know, sort of thing. So I, like, had a posse. Mm-hmm. And... And uh, he, I had kind of similar facial hair to he had at that time. And uh, there, and, you know, I was first, I was kind of like, there's no way you listen to the Lucas Miles show. And I wasn't on the Church Boys yet at that time, right. you know. And and so we started. They were you know, so elated in that moment, though. You I were was, like, they I love was. me. The they people. love so me. They came the to me later and handed me a comedy script that they had written. Oh, no. And I never told them I wasn't. They never asked me who I was. And I never told them I wasn't anybody that they thought I might have been. And they're like, would you be willing to take a look at this? And I'm like, sure, sure. Billy, have you ever pretended to be somebody else? Because I have in a situation like no, that. No, but I, I will tell them. you something because nobody would ever like I don't I look like a marshmallow. Like nobody's at what Kirby from Kirby's Dreamland. But I will tell you this. OK, I once was when in the Blazes glory days when we were doing a lot of TV shows yes. and when there's a lot going on. Yes. My mom had knee replacements and right. I was at the hospital with her and it was the craziest thing. And I was like helping her. It was a room of people who had just had surgeries and everybody had somebody there to help them. And the nurse was doing the stuff. And this guy kept staring at me next to my mom. And I walked away and he said to my mom, he's like, does he work for the blaze? And it was just like the funniest thing. He knew exactly who I was from the wow. blaze. That was the only time. So, and John Seidel was incredibly jealous. 
Oh, <laughs> shut up. Chris, you, know, you said you, you impersonated uh, yeah, somebody. Yeah, I don't even or... remember who it was. I just went with it. Fatty Arbuckle. Yeah, no, it wasn't somebody as, you know, it wasn't like a, a hippopotamus, but it wasn't It wasn't <laughs> glamorous or anything. I just went with it, and they were trying to hand me stuff, and they were, anyway. No, I just, I, I will I will say that I, I got much joy, Billy, out of you re-sharing the uh, Freddy Krueger oh. photo of you. <laughs> Have you seen the one of him in the Ken Bone sweater? And then oh. him oh, and a side-by-side side of him and Ken Bone wearing the Ken Bone sweater. <laughs> I made one of those, and it was spectacular. You know, I will say the first, It's uh, the people have said they've seen things on the first. So that's been another thing. I didn't realize, I, I'm happy to know that the first is doing so well, that people are seeing segments every week of me rambling about random things. <laughs> this week, I have to say before we go, on a serious mm-hmm. note, Eric Talley, the police officer in mm-hmm. Colorado who died, I keep bringing it up because I feel like that per everybody who died, their life matters. It should be talked right. about. But that guy running towards danger, that was what I talked about this week. This is in the, the boulder in the boulder shooting. The yeah. boulder shooting, yeah. He was the cop who who, you know, was first and he did his job. You know, he was first on site, but you know, you make a choice. When you read when you read the guy's story, like he was forty years old becoming a cop, already had a career, didn't need to do it. It's it's just this incredibly selfless person, right? Um, loses money, loses time with his family, goes to the academy without any guarantee of a job. And so I know I, I made a hard turn towards something serious, but I feel like that that kind of thing we need to talk about. And so I wanted to mention that and just, you know, ask people to pray for his family and that community because they're really struggling right now, obviously. Oh, That's rough. Is there a fund or anything like that you found or you've linked to? There is. Yeah, there's a GoFundMe, and I will find the GoFundMe, and Chris, you should link out to it. Okay. It's raised a substantial – they're trying to raise $700,000 for the family, and they've just, raised like three hundred and fifty already. I'm waiting for Billy just to say, just search Billy Hallowell. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure the you money gets what? there. <laughs> oh, actually, the goal's a million, and they're at $681,000. Wow. Wow. That, that's why I'm bringing this up because this guy, like it wasn't – he, he's a guy who, you know, just went above and beyond for the job and then died loving other people. Like yeah. he went into it because he loved other people. And, you know, it's it's heartbreaking. But, yeah, there's a way to help the family. He's got seven kids. So, wow. you know, this is a obviously a traumatic thing. And he's his youngest kid is seven years old. So wow. anyway, remember him. Pray for pray for that family. Yikes. All right. Anything else? I put a damper on the show. Sorry, sure I just had to bring it up. Okay, so should we land with something that was fun? Did you listen yeah, well, to Ted Cruz? Uh, was it yesterday oh, is, or the day yeah, before? This is great. So Ted, do Cruz I ever is, listen to Ted Cruz? But well, anyway, continue. What was it you call? Well, you call him some? What is it you call? Mrs. Do not say what I call. Like, I mean, you can. Okay, I won't. Don't don't do it. Actually, you can't. I, this is one of those moments where you tempt me to want to be evil. Just say I, what I, you call I have him. Nothing to do. You with called this. him this publicly, and I think on this show before. I might have called him Mrs. Doubtfire on this show. I I'm don't know. I'm sure you have. So you have now. Anyway, so Mrs. Fine. Doubtfire was speaking to the press about something, some bill, and he went up to the podium. And this is in the this is in the uh, in the basement of the Senate, next door the subways go that run to run to Dirksen Hart and to um, uh, the Russell Building. So he's giving a look. That's where it looks like. And he's at a podium, and he's got several uh, GOP senators behind him. He's away. He's got. 10, 12 feet between him and the reporters. He's standing there at the podium about to speak, takes off his mask, and then this happens. Would you mind putting a mask on for us? Uh, yeah, when I'm talking to the TV camera, I'm not going to wear a mask, and all of us have been immunized. So. It make us feel better. Uh, you're welcome to step away if you like. 
the whole, the whole point of a vaccine, CDC guidance is what we're following. You could tell he really enjoyed putting that reporter. I feel like that was like Billy in the crowd asking those questions. I feel like I feel like he's confusing. He doesn't realize they mean the Miss Doubtfire mask. That's what they're referring to. (laughs) Can we also just say that rubber mask? Chris, your favorite thing is to give underground geography of washington dc it's not my favorite 100 percent. that's where anytime he can talk about a secret tunnel i don't know somebody is standing i don't know anything other than the things that i've i don't have any friends i don't know any celebrities you two talk about look i've been invited to speak here and steven remember when we were walking around in kiev or kiev because being professional street walkers and billy's talking about do you remember when i left my pants on the plane when i got to be that actor on that special movie and then they took my pants and they made it into an awning. Yeah, we don't know where they, they are still. Have we don't fabric. know where they are. Well, <laughs> made it into an awning. <laughs> I don't have those experiences. I don't you have those what? connections you know or what? those friends. You two are the closest thing I have to celebrities in my life, <laughs> and I sorry. feel that's terrible really about that. That's really sad because I'm. A, I mean, so I give you the very little bit of information like that I have. Climber of the social climbers at this point. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the thing is though, Chris yeah. is one of the most talented people and has been connected to everybody. But Chris is not somebody I don't know. And I admire this. I admire this, who is going to go and be like, Hey, I would like you to publish my book and, and I would like you to do this for me. He will never ask. If I'm like, Hey, you should just follow up with that person about that thing. No, no, no. I'm gonna wait for them to come to me. Meanwhile, Lucas is like outside their house throwing stones stones <laughs> at their window. I'm Picking like locks. I'm like parachuting down into their yard while they're trying to like they get home and billy's family. billy's at their table reading their fridge yeah exactly <laughs> eating their cheetos That's right. exactly so it's, he's not watching he's not watching anything on the television because he can't run the television <laughs> i just chris is like very humble he's not and i admire it no but sometimes i'm like no. chris just tell steven you want to go to the ranch it's all you gotta do i don't do. want to go to the ranch that's the thing i am anti-social ask my we could bring my wife in here and say what is because i i went to listen when i lived in again go back to dc when i lived in dc for 12 years i had i could have gone out to various soirees and functions and had dinner paid for just about every night of the work week I mean, that's just the way it was. I hate that stuff. So I would, out of obligation, go to functions maybe once a month because I'm like, okay, I have to once a month for my work. I hate it. I don't like small talk. I don't like hanging around people. It is a high-pressure situation. If my wife couldn't go, there was no way I was going to go for more than five minutes. So I would have to take her because she was my crutch, and she would actually engage and speak to people because – I was out of my mind. He going, was busy I'm going on his insane. cartology of the basements of uh, the Senate. Uh, you know what, though? I Lucas would rather would go to any around. event. Lucas will – remember those little toys you'd throw to the wall and they would latch onto the wall and they would climb down? <laughs> yes. Like, that's you, Lucas, at an event. He's good. I'm actually more like you. I prefer to never go to – okay, I so, don't mind events like NRB, but an event where I have to sit down and eat a meal. I oh, went I to a dinner. Eat a meal. Oh, no. But, but I went no, to a dinner for – This an, guy right here? Would like the soirees and the eating dinner and the and the, oh, the drinks right. and the and the. See, uh, and I the don't want to do that. I want to be as home much as in I my love, pajamas. As much as I love food and appetizers, and Billy does too. We are the same. Remember, here, I'll give you a prime example. Do you remember the Christmas parties we would have when we were at the Blaze? Yes. The only thing that made the Christmas party bearable to me was when you showed up. Because otherwise, yeah. oh, that I'm was like, the sweetest moment we've ever had on the no, church. No, but they're, they're like, painful. Do no, we have I, any music for there, that? I kid you not. Like there, the notebook there was, music or there, something. There was like one that? time. There was one time I showed up, and I was there for maybe ten minutes, and I left because I couldn't take it. 
I'm like, and I can't. they flew you in for it too. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I don't know these people. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's going it's on. Awkward. I don't, I don't want to have small talk. They don't know me. Don't tell me you care about me. And then we have small talk. You don't care. It's not, not that doesn't mean my work coworkers are hateful. I'm just saying, right? I can't. That's not how I function. And there was one. I well, went I to a say, dinner. I, that I was year. leaving. It was. I was leaving. It was ten minutes. It was ten minutes in, and I was walking out the door, and you walked in, and I'm like, oh, thank God he's here. And then you were off talking to somebody. I'm like, I'm not going to go hang with him. And Andrea was there. So I just didn't talk with Andrea. I'd never met her before. But that she and was I, that party at Fig and Olive. Yes, I remember that party and I, deep down but, in Manhattan. But she and I were simpatico in that we both don't want to be here, but we're here. Oh, she did not want to be there. No, I dragged she did her not. there that night. And my, yeah. so, but, she hates that stuff. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. She'd too. rather she would rather like die than go take, to a like, take hot pokers and parties. stick them in my eyes. Yeah, I would she rather hates it. that. I, I went to one with Betsy Morgan, our old boss, oh, and it was, it was a party. I won't say what I love the organization. It was an yeah. organization. They have a Christmas party in New York every year, and it was a long table dinner. I thought it was going to wow. be like walking around. It was a sit down dinner with like 30 people. Joe Scarborough sat directly across from me at a thin table. So you had to talk to people. Oh, that's and it was just so incredibly awkward for me. I just, but, yeah, that's, I but you know what? That would be better because they're forced to talk to you and you're forced to talk. You can't walk away. But you're in those mingle times, like I could just walk away, but I don't know how, and they don't know how. They clearly don't want to be here, and there's that whole awkwardness. Look the at entire Lucas; time. he can't even understand that. I, I don't even comprehend what well, you're saying. Well, it's because right here's now. the problem. Here's the difference. Lucas, Lucas's experience is he's the center of attention. People are there to oh, yeah. see Lucas. So well, he's, he's John Chris. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I have right, strategies. Well. I have strategies when I go into those things. Yes. First of all, if I don't introduce somebody to my wife then that means I don't know their name. And so she knows to go, hey, I'm Chrissy, what's your name, you yeah. know? And I go, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't introduce you, you know, because I feel bad that I, you know, I mean, I wanna remember people's names, but I don't always. So, but um, yeah, you gotta just prepare your head, wrap your head around it, no. go in there, no. do your thing. No, I that's kind of like, yeah. NRB's but that's, part, like but that, that's but. part of why I didn't like, like when I would go to CPAC, if I didn't have yeah. coworkers to hang out with, I was miserable. Well, unless, I hate CPAC. Unless I was at the table, the booth that our company was running, whether it was the Blaze or Human Events or whoever mm -hmm. else. The craft because, services table? Because then, because then people were coming to talk to you. Like if you're the center of it or if you're the focus of somebody's attention, then fine. I can, I'm can i fine with that. I can BS right. like that. But if I just got to go mingle and try to get other people's attention, not happening. It is See, not I also happen. will bring somebody with me who is a – like on a disc profile, like a high eye personality, like very, you know, people person engaging because I like talking to people, but I'm, I'm always like on a mission. You know, I have a very specific thing I want to talk to people about. And, you know, I don't like small talk very well, right. which is I still why I don't understand why I'm on this show, but <laughs> the, 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 the <laughs> Chris was taking a drink. During that. Joke. <laughs> um, but I, uh, yeah, so I'll bring somebody with me that can kind of do the small talk thing so that I can kind of just engage when I want to. Right. That's awful. So, I mean, yeah, whatever. I, I mean, travel pretty, in a pack. You're pretty yeah. terrible. But I think uh, at the end of the day, we have this show, which, by the way, we were in the top 100 again. I, I don't know how that? exactly. We were at like number 90. Are we going to get like, we should like be in the top 25 with Steven on this week. All right. Well, Steven, you know what we need to do? We need to bring Abby back to appear again yes, as we well. Do. Because I'm, I'm, and not because we want the oh. clicks, but because we just love her so much. I have a great idea, Billy. If Chris does not get his butt down to Dallas, Abby can be the third church boy 
<laughs> and we can do multiple episodes down I there. I, I, okay, so in all seriousness, I would love to be down there doing only that, doing just church boys. I could sit. I'm gonna a, call Leon for I you. Could sit, I'm gonna call I could him. sit in a booth at that place all day, or with a microphone all day long, and walk around with a microphone and do that, 100%. and do and do a ten hour podcast. I would. I. I would. Die All right, so audience, that. audience, please post tweets and messages. Yes. It's at Chris M. Field on Twitter. Oh, and please beg him to go to NRB, the National okay, Religious so what Broadcast you have Convention, to, do, to make himself useful, to tag, make himself get off of his rump. Unfortunately, tag, everybody tag, stopped following him on Twitter earlier this year. Because of all of the... Uh, Tawdry photos. <laughs> but tag Leon Wolf, Leon H. Wolf, because I here's the problem, right? I've got a we've got a vacation book in for for a week, week and a half in this next month, and then later in July I do. I don't know that I can get another three, four days off. That's another part of the problem. As far as timing ti- timing goes. Well, we're gonna make it happen. I would, right, I would well, to be well, honest, right. I would I would enjoy it. I would I would thoroughly enjoy it's it. It's a great and hotel. But I would heckle I would heckle Billy from the crowd. Oh, you definitely should. Oh, it would. It's Whatever. Guaranteed. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been fun. I, I really feel like you're the, both uh, awful, as usual. Uh, let's see. Here we go. <sighs> this might have been the weirdest episode. <laughs> yeah. This was a very so, weird and episode. And mic level. So your mic level, Lucas, because you're in a different location, was different yes. from Billy's, which was, was different from Steven. So the entire time we're recording with Steven, you're I'm like, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and up and down. <laughs> Ridiculous. Whatever. You're lucky we go on a show with you, Chris. Don't complain. The church boy. Should I talk over? My predecessor. Oh, God, I miss it. You're welcome to step away if you like. How about new? Well. Bye. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir.